Welcome to Life Decoded. Hi, I'm Nancy Mendez. I believe every life is a story to the world, so make sure it's inspiring. Through my podcast, I'd like to bring to life inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. So let's embark on this journey to get informed and inspired. I am so excited to introduce today's guest. She has broken the glass ceilings, pushed boundaries, and has paved the path for other women and girls to follow in their footsteps and become future leaders. Sophia Andrade Kapadia from Nasik, India, is one such woman who through her organization, Shambhavi, has empowered the women in her community through various initiatives and programs. She's an enthusiastic cyclist, a lover of Urdu poetry, a bubble storyteller, and a green revolutionist. During this pandemic, she even initiated a gratitude program in her organization. Let's hear her inspiring story. Hello, Sophia, and welcome to my podcast, Live Decoded. So let me officially welcome you today to Life Decoded. So Sophia, our um, association dates back to when we were eight years old. I, at least I remember I was eight. I know you are a relative of mine, but I, but I think the interaction just started when we were eight years old. And uh, I think it went right up to when uh, we got married and uh, you moved cities and I moved countries. And then all I got to see of you was uh, images of you on Facebook doing something inspiring. Can you please tell us what are you doing right now? And I know you live in a city called Nasik. Can you just tell us uh, how far is the city from Bombay, which you grew up? Okay. So uh, first, thank you for you know having me on this lovely a podcast that you're creating and I'm sure through this podcast you'll reach out to many many people and inspire many uh, to give you a little background about where I'm located I'm in Nasik which is considered to be the great capital of India as really? well as yes because we have many many wineries here in Nasik uh, and of course it's the largest exporter of grapes in India and uh, to give you a location, it is uh, approximately northwest of Bombay, uh, around 190, 200 kilometers away from Bombay. Yes. To give you a little background of what I do, my, uh, you would say, a very big part of me uh, is basically me creating Shambhavi Empowering Women. And uh, the whole idea behind creating it is was, was to help women to explore more about themselves and to guide them into becoming the best version of themselves. So I could go on to tell you a little bit from about that, if you like. Sophia, yeah. that's the whole purpose of uh, bringing you on board to my podcast, because what I noticed is that you have uh, encompassed a different area in your life, which is completely different from the norm. That's the reason why I thought 
let me understand what exactly you're doing because the Sophia that I left behind was a different Sophia. She was a, a you know an energetic, bubbly youngster or a teenager, which um, I never actually got to explore you. But what I see from your Facebook pictures and you know your images, like it's uh, it inspired me. So just to understand more about uh, the city itself. Okay, so you move from a big uh, cosmopolitan city like Bombay to Nasik, which is I'm understanding that because I lived in India for you know for quite a long time uh, growing up, I understand Nasik is not like a cosmopolitan uh, city like Bombay. At least when I left, the only reason we would go to Nasik is to Infant Jesus Shrine. But other than that, I I always right. thought Nasik has a rural place. So why did you go to Nasik? Okay, <laughs> uh, let me uh, tell you one thing. I'm sure a lot of women will uh, agree with me on this, that uh, love is not only blind, uh, I would say love is deaf and dumb too. <laughs> so the reason for me to shift to Nasik is because I fell in love with a person who is based in Nasik. At that time, when I shifted to Nasik, Nasik was a small village masquerading as a town. That is a proper sentence for it, you know. I remember once I had worn jeans and I had gone to this, you would say a little older part of Nasik. And believe me, as I walked on the road, everybody turned to look at me. So wow. I swore I'm not going to wear <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was like that. I would say you're Nasik beautiful. was... You're beautiful. They must have turned heads because <laughs> you're beautiful. Anyways. I would say Nasik has drastically changed since the past 10 years. To give you a little bit of backstory is I came from a place like Bombay and I was always very uh, outgoing and I did a lot of things on my own, alone. So for example, commuting to Fort, you know, we used to live in the suburbs or let's say Mahim alone, do my classes or whatever, very independent girl. And then coming to a place like Nasik where it was a complete change for me, it took me some time to understand what is possible, what is not possible and so on. And for me, it was a personal journey from exploring various things and then finally finding my groove with Shambhavi. This happened around 16 years ago, I could say in 2003, around 2003 you, that I was undergoing some sort of existential crisis. You know, the point of time you come, you've married, you've got kids and you're like still searching for the meaning of life. What is life for you? Is, it, is this only life? Questioning the so-called given answers. At that time I went, uh, I was always interested in spirituality and, and I was al always a seeker. So as I went through exploring various things, one of the things that always was jarring to me was when I noticed that women had a very low opinion of themselves. I would see women really slogging it out at home, taking care of their families, managing their whatever responsibilities and yet getting very little credit for it. Another thing I noticed is they would put themselves last in line. So everything else comes first. And by the time it's their turn, there's hardly anything left for them. Uh, so all these things uh, were used to poke me somewhere or the other. Another thing I noticed is a lot of women had a lot of emotional issues. Uh, there were things that they could not express. There were things that were bottled up inside. There were things that uh, they wanted to do, but uh, did not have the avenue to do. And then this translated into a lot of physical issues. 
so they would have most common one was irregular periods um, and you know uh, issues related to their reproductive organs and of course lifestyle issues like blood pressure diabetes all of those things and as i kept exploring this further i realized that the root of this is the mind of course the, this all manifests physically but mm. if you go deep down it's the mind so if the mind can be taken care of then all these things will also be taken care of and with that aim in mind i had started shambhavi in 2003 feb 2000 and, uh, sorry feb 2004 and um, this whole 16 years has helped me to go deeper and deeper into the psyche of women and i'm so happy to say that i've been able to guide and be a very play a very instrumental part in their blossoming in various ways i always say that there are three main parts your body your mind and your soul if any of these you're not nourishing or nurturing them well there'll be an imbalance and somewhere or the other it's going to create um you know certain issues into your life yeah. either physical ailments or mental issues or depression or so on through this whole journey of helping others i myself have grown so much so much mentally emotionally spiritually all in all ways so um, i would like to really uh, tell women wherever whoever listens to this especially women i always say women you might say that i'm a feminist but i'm not feminist in the hardcore way i'm feminist in the way i say that if you take care of the women in your families and societies the women take care of everybody else your society is definitely going to improve you know Absolutely. so uh, i would say for women we ignore our minds and just like we need food to eat for our physical bodies we need healthy food we need healthy food for our mind so for the mind i usually tell women they should read anything inspirational and the second thing i always say is you should take out 15 minutes to meditate and i would strongly recommend whoever you are male female whatever gender you just start doing those 15 minutes of meditation a day and you see your life just changes you you just get you sort of get plugged into this universal you know god energy that is there and you you just feel so you know right. completely energized that's true yeah i do it myself yeah. i started doing it yeah that makes yes. that changes a lot yes i remember since you mentioned you know as knowing each other i remember then when we when i used to have sleepovers at your house uh, there's one practice which you used to do and which still remains in my mind is i always remember that before sleeping you would spend about 10 to 15 minutes praying you just i i never asked you what exactly you did but from whatever you did you know with your eyes closed and so fiercely closed that i i imagine probably you recollected the day and gave thanks or whatever and, and that has remained probably <laughs> yeah that has remained in my mind so again coming back to body of course we all know take care of it exercise some form or the other walk whatever mind nurture it nourish it be with nice people be with inspirational people uh, and i would also add soul the reason is that if you do not take care of your soul somewhere you will feel emptiness in your life you will feel something is missing and at shambhavi what i do for taking care of the soul is we take part in a lot of social initiatives when you give something the that person to whom you're giving whether that person benefits or not is secondary the first person to benefit is you it has always worked i have seen so many women change by just 
participating in an act of giving. I would say these three things are so fundamental to living a happy and a fulfilling life. You said Shambhavi. Now I've been hearing this word Shambhavi. What does Shambhavi mean? So uh, one of the things is, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I was seeking, I was searching for answers, which I was, uh, I wasn't get, being satisfied by whatever conventional teachers I approached or gurus or whatever. So there was this time and I used to spend a lot of time in meditation and I meditate and read and meditate and read. That is the time I was going through this book and this word just jumped across, it jumped at me. It, it was just like, it popped up, Shambhavi. So I, somehow, somewhere, something, some connect. So I went deeper and I searched about it and I found that Shambhavi has many meanings, but one of the very primary meaning is Shambhavi stands for the feminine energy in the universe. And that really appealed to me. And the second part is that it is yeah, the feminine energy in the universe. And the second thing that appealed to me is that it does not depend on anything or anybody, but it is self-generated. And that really, you know, nailed it for me. Yes, this is it. Because I want every woman to discover her own sense of energy inside. I truly believe that as women, we have been gifted with this power inside. And we do not know our own power. So once you recognize it, then you feel so first free because you don't depend on anything or anybody. And second, you, you feel like, you know, you've got this from within you, this fountain. And you just want to go around giving it. That is the growth of your soul, I guess, to give. You said that these women were like, they didn't have, you could say, nourished mind. When the mind is not nourished, then your physical abilities and those break down. So what you're talking about these women, are they a particular demographic of women, like an age group of women? Or you're talking about any women from whatever age, you know, the highest level of age, like maybe, maybe from... Uh, a child who is like five year old to a woman who is uh, maybe 100 years old. Uh, what kind of uh, age group are you talking about? So as I started doing this and interacting with women more and more, I realized that there is no fixed block. That I have very young girls, school going girls also uh, facing a lot of suppression at home or a lot of, or sometimes it is just perceived. You know, the parents may not be that, but the child has formed her own images about what uh, I'm expected to do, what is allowed, what is not allowed. Uh, when you talk up, so I even have girls who are educated, who are working, um, not married yet, also having own issues, then married women, of course, women with kids, grandmothers, so across the ages, across demographics in terms of even uh, where in society you are. So you have low uh, income groups, uh, middle, um, you could say middle class, upper class, upper middle class, across all classes, across all, you know that India is a land of so many religions and communities, across all communities. In fact, I have seen that among the, you could say ultra rich, also this exists, which I would, was earlier surprised because I thought, okay, they're so well educated and they have everything at their disposal, but even in those families too, so this is a fact that the women, even if you place a mirror in front of them, do not recognize their own potential. So my role is just, you know, I actually think of myself helping the woman to open one petal, then another petal and so on and layer by layer by layer over a period of time, 
see her blossoming. Yes, right. The connection. Yeah. Yeah. So that they know what. Yeah. What, because they have the potential. Right. Only thing is that it's subdued yes. or it's just buried somewhere there, and you kind of just be that medium to yes. help them open up. That's interesting, yes. Sophia. And uh, you spoke about that you started this in 2003. Would you, on hindsight, think that you could have? started this much earlier maybe you stepped in a little late or was it a right moment i would say any moment is the right moment if it is the right moment for you for me for example like i mentioned i was going through a certain sort of uh, crisis in this manner like searching for meaning of life and kind of thing so if i was not complete and balanced in myself i would not be able to help anybody Second thing is that, to be very honest, till then, generally, I had more male friends than female friends. My own thought process about women is, uh, like even when you go for social outings or you meet at parties and all, I would say hi, hello to everybody, being courteous and following the formal norm. But I would then come and sit with my husband and talk to the men more than the women. Because I would find the conversation so um, boring they would be either talking about clothes or jewelry or what their husbands were doing or what the in-laws were doing. And that was their, their world. I found very few women with whom I could have a nice, decent, intelligent conversation. But when I started Shambhavi and I started going behind what I'm seeing, behind that and behind that too, I realized why were those women talking like that? A lot of the lot of them were doing it because when they spoke about other things, they were just oh you know you don't know it or that types. They were never encouraged. So if you are if you have always received this kind of feedback, you would not go into that zone, isn't it? But one of the good things at Shambhavi, which all my girls tell me, is that we have created the space where you can speak about whatever you want. Uh, you could you could be speaking about any issue in life and you always find you know the group listening to what you're saying contributing to it and if you come up with a problem helping you solve it that is the kind of space that we've created at uh, Shambhavi. Another thing I would also like to say is I'm sure a lot of people had this thing you know and a lot of my male friends also tell me so you guys gather so you must be just gossiping or you must be talking about that, that is the conventional thing yeah but all my girls, all of them will always say that there is no group like Shambhavi because when you are in Shambhavi, you, you do not speak bad about anybody or anything. You can speak good, that's allowed. It's just that the kind of environment built up is like this, that they always want to talk positive. Nobody will speak negative. It's like, for example, when you go to church you, or when you, you're in that setting, you will speak, you know, those kind of things, the nicer things. Uh, you know that that is so that's what I meant by environment so positive energy that you generate yes uh, one of the things I'd also like to mention here is which I do with my girls is once they join in I always take out the time to maybe an hour or so just to have a heart-to-heart -heart conversation and I tell them that I'm available to you you use me in in a manner which can help you enhance your life and because I'm so open and so trustworthy they Tell me such their innermost feelings, which probably they do not acknowledge to themselves too. Okay. So because I built this kind of trust, I'm able to work with them better. 
if there are barriers or walls then i'm not able to reach to them the mm -hmm. uh, the second thing is i always uh, say that along with all that you're doing do something for yourself something that gives you happiness so for example if you're interested in music or dance or if you just want to spend time with babies or elderly then do that one or two hours a week you know put in that because that again fuels your passion in life you know it gives you that um, inner zest for life as you keep doing this and you become stronger and stronger another by product of this is you spread happiness in your own families you will notice your family members changing one of the things i'd like to share is initially when i started this i was uh, a little bit conventional in the sense if a woman is was going through an issue let's say with a with the family members or maybe with her husband let's say you know how the attitude oh he did this to you oh show him like this do this you know that kind of thing you know get it done how can he do this to you kind of thing but as i developed or rather evolved myself i realized you don't need to do that uh, there are ways to get what you want or to live your life without creating conflict you know without following that route you do not need to oppose something and i've been uh, helping them implement this in their life and they've been getting results so that is another thing i'd like to share that of course we women went through a period i would say i always thank the earlier generation the generation before us and before that because they really pushed the envelope and broke barriers and it is on their shoulders that we are standing so i say that now we are the shoulders on which the next generation should stand and go much ahead so they had to fight for things literally for getting things done we don't need to fight for it because they have paved the road quite a bit for us so now we can do things in a nicer manner and without conflict another thing i i feel is when you get intuitions you know you, you somehow like i you shared with me that there was a time when you wanted to run for example or something like that so whenever you get something like that just follow it blindly like don't question it too much if it has come to you there is a reason why it has come to you even in my uh, my case i can tell you there are sometimes ideas that come to me which you know i listen to it i'm all very excited and then suddenly i feel a little scared to do it but then again i talk myself over it and then i i so follow whatever ideas come to you or whatever suggestions i guess that's because you are feeding a mind with certain positivity and so that's what's emanating from yourself right so that's what you want to do so right. that you are it's a group that you come together do you have a premises in nasik where this group comes together for all your activities and programs yes. okay so you, did you have any yes. kind of challenges like a political or monetary or any family issues when you started sambhavi because i know that india is very rigid in terms of giving grants or any kind of support when you start something where especially when it is something called empowering women and in a in a city like nasik uh, you may have faced a lot of challenges uh, so when i started this it this space is my own space uh, by that i mean my family has a uh, has a space and which when i wanted to start my husband said yes you could go ahead with it uh, challenges in terms of i would say funding for example source of income for it is the physical gym part but the activities that i do go way beyond that and they are not these are not paid for activities as such at least till now other challenges i faced is 
initially yes i had to put in my own money and i had this very utopian kind of idea that you know it doesn't matter if i'm not getting much money i but i'm you know doing so much of my work is my wealth kind of thing which also i went through a process of you know i had to change that so um, giving back to the community so you felt good about it. yeah but uh, challenges would be i there are no political or anything challenges because shambhavi has never gone into that there have been uh, you know groups who would invite me to come to their place and you know speak about it but i was always very clear that this is open to all i mean no not aligned to any particular group and they respect that and i must i'm so happy to say i have members from all communities all different walks of life all different uh, even income levels uh, one of the things over there and which a recent another member of me of mine told me is you know this is one place where you are valued for yourself nobody will ask you uh, what does your husband do or what, where do you live not where do you live uh, just to find where do you live or where which you know are you in this posh area yeah takes you as you are so wherever you come from once you're in shambhavi everybody's one in on one level yeah there are members you know they could be very accomplished lawyers or you know mds doctors and all Uh, especially with doctors because they are so much in, in, in that's their field uh, the body the physical body is their field so they do have this um, i know it all attitude which is fine because they put in so many years but in a week or so when they see me interacting they realize that you know oh this is a different person for her as soon as they see that i'm the same with everybody then they also take away that image so that is another beauty that i have um, experience at shambhavi so i'd like to say challenges is my challenge is always the mindset it takes time for that first to reach out to the person second once reaching out and once i give her a few steps for her to take up those steps because it is scary you live life in a certain way and suddenly this person is telling you you know try this or try that because i'm telling her now or you know you don't need to deal with it like this you can try this but that's scary for her so that is a challenge to be honest over the years you know for some maybe it's definitely god's blessings but whatever i say is taken up so enthusiastically by the members if i just come up with an idea everybody's like ha let's do it kind of it doesn't i don't face any challenge in convincing or anything like that and it's so blind i would say i've come i'll tell you a recent uh, thing we, we every year we celebrate two things in shambhavi for sure the independence day on 15th august and 26th january the republic day on both days we have flag hoisting we have a meditation now this 15th august because of the whole lockdown situation and all uh, at that time lockdown was eased out in nasik but um, movement was restricted so i said that you know we will have it but we will have only 10 people coming rest of you can join in on zoom and uh, there was this member of mine whose husband is a very very um, is a top officer in gst department excise tax department so he called me up and he said you know that she says that you're going to have sds in that i said see we are going to have the flag hoisting i'm limiting it only to 10 members and uh, we are going to have meditation because he was going to drop her i said you do it only if you are comfortable about it and then he sent me a message and he said no sofia if you are doing it i don't have to think about anything you know that's the level of confidence that the husbands have even the mothers of you know unmarried girls they'll call me up and say oh sofia if you are taking them for a picnic i don't have to worry about anything 
So I'm guessing when you say empowering so is like, you know, you're not only confined to women, you have the support and the backing of uh, men as well. Like in your case, you had your husband yes. and in this other lady's uh, story, what you talked about, she had her husband who backed her and said, okay, yeah, if you're doing something productive or something, let you know, go ahead with it. We are running a little bit uh, behind on time. So you also do other programs in the Sambhavi or is just confined to meditation and empowering women? See, uh, physical, of course, I do take. Uh, in, when it comes to mental and spiritual, like um, during this whole lockdown situation, one of the things is I, of course, noticed a lot of people going through depression and isolation and all of that. So I took up this gratitude program, the Shambhavi 21 Days Gratitude Program. And that helped a lot of people and I'm, I then decided to continue it every month. So every month I take a three-week gratitude program which is done on WhatsApp. Uh, so that is another thing I take. As things come up, for example, we are also involved with another group called Green Revolution. I'm a core team member of Green Revolution where we plant and nurture forests and we do it in a very systematic way where we do not seek any sort of publicity at all. We are very anti-publicity as far as green revolution is concerned anti-personal publicity publicity for the group yes so in that too because of the work done over the years uh, we now are getting more and more people involved in that so that's another activity that we've taken up to give you a little idea of the social things that we've taken up we, we have tied up with another home but not home in the conventional sense it's run by a lady who's doing it just out of pure uh, sense of service where there are abandoned women you know that's another uh, story you have a lot of people uh, from the lower income groups abandoning the elders. They'll just leave them at some station or somewhere and uh, they don't have anywhere to go. So this, so then we are tied up with that and we work with them too. So, so this empowering of women, now you're confined, like you're doing a lot for the community in Nasik. Have you ever thought that there are other towns or a neighboring town or a neighboring city that also requires some programs like this. Have you ever thought of branching out your Sambhavi uh, programs or associations to those areas or those regions? Okay, so one of the things I've noticed about any kind of, let's say, social initiative that you do, which even we have been doing, there is a way that you can do it like, you know, you try and reach out to 10 or maybe 20 or maybe 100 places and you have a level of thing. Maybe you go and help them out with something, you know, that is one way of doing it. My way is that you have, you reach out to some people, but go really in depth so that you are doing more meaningful work with them. For example, I'll tell you again, coming back to Shambhavi, which I tell now, the word is Shambhavi empowering women. But since the past four or five years, I've been telling the girls, now it is Shambhavi empowered women who are now empowering other women. So a lot of my Shambhavi members are now, uh, you know, women who are now creating, yeah, so much of positive changes in society. Well, I'll tell you an example of another girl. Uh, when she came to Shambhavi, extremely, you know, the real delicate darling kind of types, you know, I give, give her to do one plank or one uh, dumbbell and she, after five, she's like, okay, I can't do it. That girl, she changed from being whatever she was. She went on to do her web designing course. She's now work, uh, take, uh, takes on web designing projects. She went on to run marathons. She went on to bring cycling events. She's tied up with another NGO called, uh, it's called the Robin Hood Gang. 
which uh, collects material from the well of people and distributes it among the people who need it. So see that, see now that through one, so I don't need to reach out, I, I don't need to have Shambhavi branches. This person now, so this is how we create it's this whole web. So this is part of your, uh, I could say your interest. Do you have any other right. hobbies besides? Yeah. So I have a multitude of interests. I uh, love reading, of course. So I have this group, uh, which is called books. Uh, we call ourselves Bomolos. That's books and movies lovers. I definitely love books. I always say that books have been played a huge part in shaping me. And I love children. So then I started with bubble storytelling, where I tell storytelling for kids, where I help children fall in love with books. I also uh, love poetry and a couple of years ago, not a couple, quite a few years ago, I used to love Gulzar's poetry and then I felt, oh, I should read it in the original, which is Urdu. So I went on and I did my course in Urdu, I learned Urdu and then I'm part of a group that organizes, you know, Urdu events. I love the environment, so I'm involved in Green Revolution where we plant and nurture forests and we do a lot of social initiatives through that. like. Uh, environment-friendly Ganpati immersion and uh, home composting workshops. And I'm also a very avid cyclist and I used to take my girls for cycling. So that's how I got involved in Nasik Cyclist Foundation. I was vice president last uh, in the last team and this team I'm the senior advisor. I'm um, also avid trekker and Nasik is very blessed. We have so many hills and so many beautiful uh, places to go to. So I love that. So all these are my interests. thought I should mention this. Uh, you know, Nancy, one of the things I would say which really laid the foundation is the education I got. Uh, so I went to Kanosa Convent High School in Mahim, as you're aware. And being a convent school, they introduced us to various things. So gardening and stitching and crochet and knitting, of course, were part of it. Also, Kanosa Convent had a lovely library. I used to get lovely books to read from there. And I think this grounding of service came from that, uh, you could see the Christian thought process, like love love your neighbor, love each other as yourself. So when I question, you know, why am I like this? I can trace myself to that. When I saw my own grandmother, um, you know, doing things, which again, I must mention, when you speak about strong women, in my family, my role model would be my maternal grandmother. Actually, I, my next question, who are, like you are an inspiration for, women as well as for me when I see you and I was wanting to ask you this question like who inspired you like you would have some role model in your life yes so I think the role model thing happened by osmosis rather than actively wanting to be like that I would definitely say uh, coming back to I, I was brought up by my maternal grandmother because I lost my mom when I was four years old. So my mom from other people who told me about her was an amazing dynamic woman who did so many things in a very short span of life. She was only 33 when she... So for me, of course, the living role model was my grandmother and she was an amazing woman. Uh, she was very helpful and very intelligent woman and always trying out new things. The people in our that area where we live uh, they would often come to her with their problems and she would always help them out i was wanting to ask you my program theme is life decoded for you what does life mean i am just before answering that i'm sorry but i'd like to add that it, my another role model is my maternal aunt also 
my okay. sister yeah, uh, she the way she lives her life is amazing she's uh, in her 60s now and she's joined a course where she's studying again and she's top of the class you know along with kids who are probably it's one of the age so yeah. okay so, so life encoded has a story so why not make it inspiring that is right. that is my motto so for you what does life mean i i would say you know your motto uh, nancy is really nice helping you know decoding somebody's life and trying to learn from it for me life decoded or what life means to be is find your source of happiness just find what makes you happy and then just do it just do that if you get that right your life is sorted you you can be just you can just be happy just just find your source of happiness and just do that so that's that's that, the connection between your mind body and soul which you talked about it was a pleasure to have you sophia and as i said it is it's you're very inspirational and i hope through my podcast i'm able to broadcast your story and make other women empowered if someone wants to reach you uh, the listeners how would they get in touch with you do you have any kind of a website or an email address where they can uh, direct message yeah you they can directly email me at sophia s o p h i a underscore kapadia k a p a d i a at hotmail.com or i have my facebook page sophia andrade kapadia and you can message me there thank you sophia and i thank all the listeners for coming out and for tuning in today's episode that was an amazing story To hear more such inspiring stories, log on to my website, lifedecoded.com. That's L-I-F-E-D-C-O-D-E-D.com. And subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Listen anytime and anywhere on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Castbox, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast. and radio public until next time stay safe and inspired